Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Among the First, a pop punk podcast brought to you from Provo, Utah. All right. Welcome to episode two of the pop punk podcast called Among the First. Uh, my name is Vance Johnson. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm joined by a special guest today because we normally record in Provo, Utah, but we're recording today in Tempe, Arizona with my longtime friend, Caleb DeGroff. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Caleb DeGroff, and I live here in Tempe. been living here for a while now, and the, the pop punk scene's really good here in Arizona, and I've been a part of it for a long time, and I go to a lot of shows, and yeah, I'm just glad to be here with my good friend Vance down here in good old hot Arizona. <laughs> awesome. It is way hotter here today. This morning when we got up, so we're from Utah, or I'm from Utah, and this morning I got up and it was like 73 degrees or something like that. It was super nice. I actually kind of felt like cold. <laughs> but then when we got here, it's super hot. Yeah, it's been like in the 110, 115 range for the past like two or three weeks. It's crazy. Yeah, I actually grew up here. I mean, you know that. I grew up here and it's like, it's kind of weird to come back because I feel like it's like hotter now. It's, I know it's not. It's the same as when I was living here, but I'm just like not used to it as much anymore. It's been like a year and a half now, so. Yeah, for sure, dude. But anyway, so today we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, concerts and like our first concert experiences kind of the concert scenes where we both live we both lived and went to shows here for a long time before i moved up to utah so we want to talk a little bit about that but first um i want to ask caleb just a little bit about the last concert you went to and how it went yeah man i'm trying to remember the last show that i went to i think the last show i went to was um moose blood with boston manor um trophy eyes and there was one other band, I can't, oh, I think it was um, Broadside, and it was a super awesome show. It was at this small venue called the Rebel Lounge, and it was a sold-out show, and there was probably maybe like 150 people there. Oh, nice. And it's getting, Moose Blood's getting pretty big, so is Trophy Eyes, like, and Boston Manor. Boston Manor just um, was featured on the Fearless Record, uh, Pop or Punk Goes Pop 7. So their name's getting pretty big, but yeah, man, it was insane because the stage it, w it it only went up to my uh, to my knees. Oh wow, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah, or is that like I'm not super familiar with those bands, but is there like crowd surfing going on at those, or are they kind of more mellow? Oh yeah, there's a lot of crowd surfing going Sweet. on, and um, I imagine there's no barrier between the crowd and the, the the stage, right? Yeah, there wasn't any barrier, so stage dives were happening, and it was that's nuts because I was right in the front, you know, and you don't you're, have anything. You're not a short guy either. Yeah, I'm not a short guy. And then, um, but I was getting pushed from behind, and there's nothing to hold on to. So I was just like pretty oh. much falling onto the stage. But it was super cool because um, I got like some set lists, and I got like the drumstick from Boston Manor and everything. And it was That's just it. really cool. That's way cool. Do people ever get mad? I mean, I know that like we've been to shows together, and I know that like there's well, I mean, in the pop punk scene, there's not a lot of like tall like. 23 24 year old guys it's mostly like yeah. 16 year old girls there yeah i mean not mostly but there's a lot of them and i know that like i've been like kicked in the in the calves like in the back of the legs and like punched in the back because like these short girls don't like it that i'm standing right in front of them but i feel like i'm a bigger fan than they are so i don't care yeah and what's crazy is like a lot of the shows that i've been going to you can tell who the real pop punk people are because they just don't really care about what's going on in there 
they're just there for the band, you know, and so like they're um, doing all that they can to get to the front and everything yeah. and just like having a good time, you know, pushing and shoving and then you have the people who get offended and are like, whoa, whoa, like yeah. this is not proper concert etiquette. <laughs> but oh, obviously, I think I remember we went to a show together and somebody actually said that. Yeah, they did. I think it was a falling in reverse show. They're like, oh, yeah. They're like, this is not proper concert etiquette. And we're like, whoa. What Have you ever you been to about? a show before? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Dude, that's, that's so cool. Um, well, so today we want to talk a little bit about kind of our first concerts, because I feel like concerts really open my eyes to music. I mean, I like, I've liked this like scene. I've been a part of it for a long time, but I feel like when I first finally started going to concerts... It was when it really like opened my eyes and it made me like want to research music more because there's like a lot of small bands that have awesome shows that people just don't know about. Because it's like when I used to tell people that I go to concerts and that I there's like 20 people there, 30 people there, they're always super surprised because I think a lot of times when you say you go to concert, people think like arena shows, like huge, huge shows with tons of people. But when I say concert, I, I think I should probably just start saying show because like show sounds a little smaller and that's really like the, the bulk of the shows that I go to, like the concerts. Yeah, I definitely agree with with you there. And some of the best shows that I've ever been to are ones that only have like 30 to 50 people at them. You know? Oh, yeah. And we've had so many good shows that we've been to and we've just had a blast with you know, only a handful of people there and, oh, and they just like the people who are, re- who are at that show are really there to have a good time. And they actually know every single word of the bands that are playing and stuff. And it's pretty neat to sure. be able to go to those kinds of shows. I think honestly, the last show that I went to in Arizona before I moved up to Utah was one of my favorites. And I think there was like 10 people there. And it was when we saw Rome, Broadside, Handguns and Sudden Suspension. Oh yeah. Dude, and that show was so sick. I remember you and I were the only ones that knew any of the words to sudden suspension. Yep. And we were just like going nuts during broadside and and handguns. And yeah. from then I think I like that's when I really started to love handguns was after I saw that show. But I remember we were so close to the stage that we were like in front of the speakers and so I could barely even understand or hear the words. I was just like so into the music, like so into into the show. Yeah, that was definitely a fun one. That was sweet. But that was nothing like my first one. So I'll tell I'll tell you a little bit about my first concert I ever went to, um, and then and then I'll have you talk a little bit about the first concert you ever went to. But um, my first show, my parents never let me go to a show until I was sixteen, and um, I think that I probably wouldn't have even been able to go to this show. But one summer, it was when I was sixteen. It was the summer before my junior year of high school, and I like got on this weird like this thing that was like text. You know, there's like those things. I was like, text these six numbers, like 60604 or whatever, and text this word to win something. And I texted it, and like every week I would lose. And it would just be like these different random prizes. But then, and every week I would just do it because I would get this text, and it was like, text this now to win, to enter the contest. And I always did it just because it took me five seconds, and but I never thought anything would come of it. And then, like every Wednesday, I would get a text back that said, sorry, you didn't win, but try this again. And one Wednesday, I didn't get a text back. And I, I remember thinking about it like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if they just like stopped doing it or and didn't even think twice about it. And then the next day I got a phone call from a random number and I'm not the kind of person to like ignore random numbers. I always answer my phone. And so I answered it and it was this lady and she was like, hey, are you Vance Johnson? I was like, yeah, like who is this? And she was, oh, I work for whatever company it was and you won the text contest and you won four tickets to go see Linkin Park on the Project Revolution tour um, when I was 16. It was so sick. 
It was Linkin Park, Chris Cornell, who sang in Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah, Soundgarden and uh, uh, one other band. Like Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I wasn't a huge fan, but I like definitely knew those songs that he played. And that was really cool. Atreyu was also on that show. But one of the stipulations... So like I told my parents that I won these tickets and that I was going to go. And uh, there was two stipulations. I had to take an adult, which was kind of lame. But it was like all the way in Phoenix, and it was probably like an hour drive from my house. Um, and I had to go to a whole day of school. But it was like a festival show, and so it was like they were playing from like noon until nighttime or whatever. But I wasn't able to leave until after school. And so I missed a Treyu. And it was right when like Becoming the Bowl came out. And I wasn't like a huge fan of that song, but I love Bleeding Mascara, and I love Right Side of the Bed, and I really wanted to hear those songs. But I missed them. But And we were in the lawn, and so we got to the show... And we were like way back in the lawn, super far away. But then it started to rain and we didn't have any cover on us. And so tons of people started jumping the, like the railing to get down into the seats to get closer. And so uh, we pretty much just waited for a big group of people to jump at the same time as us. And we like hopped over and we like snuck all the way down to where we weren't in the pit, quite in the pit, but we were probably like 10 rows of seats away from the pit. And so it was super sick. We like stayed dry while everybody in the lawn was getting soaking wet and um, it was awesome. And this was like around the time that, um, like Transformers, the first Transformers came out. And so like they're playing that song new divide, right? No, it was the one before that. What I've done. What I've done. That's yeah. one. Yeah. And I wasn't like, again, I wasn't a huge fan of that album, but like given up was sick. Oh yeah. That's like one of my favorite songs that yeah. Lincoln Park does. Yeah, dude. That was like, it was cool because if you remember that song, he Chester sings or screams for like twenty three seconds straight. Yeah, it's a long. He likes in the, the whole time. For. I like when I knew I was going to the show. I started listening to that album a ton because I knew they were going to play that one the most. And so I timed it on my phone, and I'm pretty sure it was like twenty three seconds long. Wow. That scream, and I was like, "There's no way that must have been like a like a studio trick." They just like elongated the scream or something. Mm -hmm. But then I remember at the show, I made sure to record the scream to see, and it legit he screams it like full voice as loud as he can for like 23 seconds long <laughs> that's insane it was so cool yeah you know he he has such an amazing uh unclean vocal like act yeah. but he's totally gotten rid of all of that now and his newest yeah. album was completely just like pop and everything so they've kind of like taken a downward slope but um, it's cool that you got to see him back when they yeah. were still making some pretty heavy music yeah and it was cool because it wasn't I mean, like, that was the first album that kind of, like, started turning them that way. It was, oh, yeah. like, way more, like, radio rock, mm -hmm. which was still, I mean, I still liked that album, but they also played, like, Faint, One Step Closer, which was, like, I, like, blew my mind when I first heard, like, the, shut up when I'm talking to you! <laughs> like, that was so cool, and I, I remember just going nuts with, like, these, like, five other kids that I didn't know, but we just, like, it was the first time I, like, made an instant friend, like, in a little mini mosh pit. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it's crazy because at all these shows that I go to, I wind up making a friend that's been standing in line with me or yeah. that I've met in the mosh pit or something like that. And it's cool because there's a lot of people who really band together at these shows and, like, really are friendly and things like that. So you can always find a friend at a concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of times people, especially, like, heavier shows, like, heavier bands, get a bad rap for, like, having super angry fans or something. But I've very rarely do I get upset at someone in the, in a pit. Like everybody's there to have a good time. And like in order to have a good time at like a heavy 
show, like pop punk or a metal show, you have to like run around and like sometimes you push each other and, yeah. and it's still fun. Like nobody's like out there to like start fights. It's just like sometimes it happens, but very rarely, I think. Oh yeah, man. I remember this one time I was at, it was my first time ever seeing a day to remember and um, I was crowd surfing mm-hmm. and I fell through the crowd and I was on the and I landed right as a mosh pit was starting yeah and so people were like running over the top of me and I couldn't get up and I was like freaking out and out of nowhere this hand comes down and just (laughs) I grab onto it and they pull me right up and this guy's like oh are you good dude you good dude (laughs) I'm like oh yeah I'm good and kept on going with the whole show but it was pretty crazy because I had never that was my first time crowd surfing and stuff but Everybody was so cool and, like, willing to help as soon as, like, I went down, so it was pretty sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's like, pretty normal for a concert, and I feel like the, like, mainstream people just don't understand that. But, anyways, that was my first concert. It was sick. I, another stipulation my parents had is I had to go to school the next day, and that was rough because we didn't get home until, like, 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning, and I had to get up, and I think I had, I ran cross-country in high school, and I think I had to go to cross-country practice at, like, 5 a.m. the next morning. Super rough, but totally worth it. That's sweet, man. Yeah. What about you? What was your first concert ever? Yeah, my first concert, I remember I started listening to Blink-182, and then I started listening to Angels and Airwaves, because that was like the side project that Tom DeLonge did, and I started really getting into Angels and Airwaves. It was a lot um, more mature than the stuff that Blink-182 did, and I... um, it was in 2010, they had just put out an album called Love, and I really started getting into it, and the lyrics from that album really hit hit home with me, and all of a sudden I saw that they were coming to town, and so I was like, oh man, this would be a really cool show to go to, and I, at that time I was like 15 years old, and I uh, and I was really close with my dad, and he liked that, that same music as yeah, I that's did. That's pretty cool that your dad is into that kind of music. Yeah, it was pretty neat, you know, to, to be able to have that close relationship with my dad over music. And we would always be sharing um, different bands with each other and stuff. And I shared Angels and Airwaves with him. That's awesome. And he really liked them as well. And so we uh, bought tickets and we went to the show. And um, usually it's ha- pretty hard to see Tom DeLong in an intimate um, kind of venue because yeah. he plays such big shows now with Blink-182 right. and everything. Um but this this venue, it only had about maybe 120 people there. Do you remember and, what it was called, where it was? Yeah, it was the Marquee Theater here in Tempe, Arizona. Okay, cool. And so we went to this show, and my dad, he just, he looked awesome, because at the time he had grown his beard out, and <laughs> he, he had grown out his long hair and everything, and so he looked pretty rad. But um, we went to this show together, and the opening band was Say Anything. Oh, and Nice. At the time, I had only known one song by Say Anything, and so I didn't. I wasn't really into them at that point in time. But now I really like them. I, over the yeah. time, I've really grown to to enjoy their music. Um, but then Angels and Airwaves came on, and I couldn't believe the light show that they put on. Like, oh yeah. Usually, bands like that that play at the Marquee don't have a huge like light production or a huge stage presence. Right. But Angels and Airwaves just had a an amazing stage presence and when they came on it was just like um over, it was like overwhelming but in a good way yeah yeah and uh i remember there was this one guy there he was probably like 17 or 18 and he was like 
like pushing and shoving and stuff and like we asked it or like we it wasn't really angels and airwaves isn't really a moshing band you know right and so they were kind of pushing and shoving on our back and these girls in front of us were like getting really annoyed because you kept like just bumping into them right well he would like bump into them too like oh. we kind of moved aside and then he was bumping into the girls and everything oh, wow. and so the girls kind of turned to us and they're like do you think you can get him out of here somehow <laughs> and so my dad and i turn around when this kid is coming at us and he, my dad starts punching him in the gut what <laughs> and i start punching him in the back <laughs> and, and he's just like oh you know like not even caring that we're punching the crap out of him. Oh man! And we pick we pick him up and we throw him on across like the the venue. So what? he's crowd surfing on <laughs> on people. But my dad turns to me. He's like, "Dude, I think I broke that kid's rib. I hit him so hard." And oh, I was like, gosh. "Nice, dude." <laughs> <laughs> dude, like, how many people can say they've done that kind of thing with their dad? I know it is pretty <laughs> awesome, you know. But anyways, the show is over and. Um, and we were heading home, and I just remember after my first show, my ears were ringing so bad because I, oh, yeah. cause like, we were really close to the speakers and stuff, and in those small venues, it just, like, your ears just ring like crazy after the show. Yeah. And so the next day, I went to school, and I was just like, man, I can't hear anything. <laughs> but it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And to this day, Angels and Airways is one of my favorite bands, and uh, they they uh, kind of set the pace for me and my concert going experience after that. So it was cool. That's way cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never seen Angels and Airwaves. I did finally get the chance to see Blink-182 um, last summer. But unfortunately, Tom, I mean, everybody knows it's old news, but Tom yeah. wasn't there. Yep. Um, yeah. It's a little bit different, you know, that now that Tom's not in um, Blink-182. But Matt Skiba does a pretty good job at replacing yeah. him. It's just there's a lot of resemblance between the way that Matt sings and the way that Mark sings. So right. sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to distinguish who's singing at what, what part in a song, yeah. but they, their, uh, their last album was pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like I liked the songs that Tom sang most on, because most of the songs they both sing, but like, you can definitely tell like that one's a Tom song and one's a Mark song, yeah. you know, back in the day. And I feel like I gravitated more towards the Mark songs but I agree. I think like Matt and Mark sing too similarly to the point where they all kind of sound like Mark songs, which would be a good thing, but I like the difference also. Yeah, it's basically like the new Blink-182 is basically a plus 44 band. That's true. You know, That's actually true. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I actually only ever listened to one plus 44 song. Yeah. I like the, the new Blink knows. stuff way better than plus 44, but it's very similar. Yeah. Sweet. All right, so that brings us to um, the end of our stories about concerts. That was pretty cool. Like, talking about concerts always fun. Yeah, man, it's super fun, and it makes me want to go to the next my next show already. Seriously, <laughs> dude, I wish that I was, like, living here in, or in Arizona again, because the pop punk scene, especially, like, the music that I like, is way bigger here than it is in Utah. Yeah, it seems like a lot of these pop punk bands are making their stops in Arizona, even though it's like so hot here, they're still coming. So <laughs> yeah, it's and, been awesome. And they be a always part of it. skip Utah. So it kind of blows. Yeah. Like the, sure. new, the data remember tour, not coming through, <laughs> not coming through Utah. That sucks, man. Sucks. But anyway, so at the end of the podcast, we always show a song from each of us of the two people, um, you know, Caleb and I. And so Caleb, what song do you have for us today? 
So this is from a band called Cold Front, and they're from Canada, and they just put out a new single, and it's called Everything You Want Me To Be, and I'm going to let you guys uh, take a listen. I've been playing it on repeat for the past couple of uh, weeks or so, and I've really enjoyed it, and I think you guys will like it. Sweet. So this is Everything You Want Me To Be by Cold Front. Today, for my song, I want to share with you guys a song. Uh, it's not super new, but I still have it on repeat, and I've been playing it for a long time. It's by a band called Belmont out of Chicago. Um, they're, I mean, out of Chicago, there's a huge scene with, like, Real Friends, which is, uh, like, pop punk, kind of a staple nowadays. Everybody knows who they are. Knuckle Puck as well, um, always touring, always playing shows out of Chicago. So this band, like I said, is called Belmont, and the song is called Overstepping. And I actually found this song on YouTube. I was just, like, going through some of the bands that I like. I I always go back to handguns and just, like, watch handguns music videos because they're so good. They're super funny. But they're, uh, this song was in my, like, suggested videos, videos I may like uh, for a long time, and I finally took a chance, and it was sick. So this song is called Overstepping by Belmont. Uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, this has been Among the First, a pop-punk podcast from Provo, Utah, um, recording today in Tempe, Arizona. Thanks, Caleb, for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad I could be here, man. Hopefully we can do another one of these soon. We'll get some more stories from concerts. Oh, yeah, totally. I have a lot more coming up that I plan on going to. Awesome, man. Can't wait to hear it. Thanks for listening, guys, and check us next week for the next episode. Okay, sorry, guys. Quick editor's note at the end of this podcast. Um... I wasn't able to get the songs to put in there. I didn't want to re-record it because, as you know, this was recorded in Arizona and I'm in Utah now, editing it, ready to go and upload it. So, um, just as you heard in episode one, we're not going to actually put the songs in the podcast. We're just going to talk about them, give you suggestions. You guys can go ahead and look. We'll link them in the description of the podcast in the show notes. But, yeah, so sorry about that. You're not going to be able to hear the song in the podcast. It kind of sounds weird. There's a little bit of jump, jumpy editing Whatever. Thanks for listening. Keep on listening. If you like it, give us a like. We really appreciate it. Have a great day.